0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Addie Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, mathematician, futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bring you an update on the markets, sharing what the hot topics in tech are, as well as sharing some career advice and letting you know what I'm geeked out about. So before I get into the market updates, which is going to be epic today, I'm really going to dive in, go ahead. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button. If you aren't already subscribed, subscribe. If you're listening to me on what your podcast player, go ahead and follow or subscribe. It really does make a huge difference in how many people get to hear this podcast. So if you care about me, um please go ahead and like follow share subscribe also if you don't want to miss any of these episodes subscribe to the substack .substack editionpod.substack.com and you can also check me out on twitter tiktok and instagram twitter and tiktok i'm at EditionPod. on instagram i'm at edition with addy okay now that we got that out of the way let's get into the market updates so everyone is talking about a recession. So I, I typically give you the seven and five-day update. I'm also going to give you the year to date. So crypto, Bitcoin is down 1.21% in the past seven days, and it's hovering at 38,762 at the time of recording today on Wednesday, May 4th. Year-to-date, Bitcoin is down 16.11%. All right. Ethereum it is down 2.23% in the past 7 days, hovering around 2840, and it is down 22% year to date. The S&P 500, moving to stock markets, is down 0.36% in the past 5 days, and year to date it is down 12.56%. And the Nasdaq is down in the past five days, and year to date, it's down 20.41%. So, as you know, the price of the stocks and the cryptos, they change week to week, day to day. But at this snapshot right now, on Monday, May 4th, the best out of all of these, the best performance is the SP 500, which People always say it's near impossible to invest to beat the S&P 500. And that is why the vast majority of my portfolio is in the S&P 500 or the total stock market index fund. So no matter what's happening, if a stock is doing great, I get a little bit of that. If a stock is doing terrible, it's being buffered by the other stocks, it's really hard to beat the S&P. So not investment advice, but... If you're out here picking stocks you know it's it's proven actually i um in my class at dartmouth it was economics 26 financial intermediaries and markets and i also took economics 36 um, which is more about financial analysis it is near impossible to beat the market unless you have inside information or if you just get lucky so S and P 500 is the tried and true. Okay. After the S and P 500, it may surprise people, but Bitcoin at, um, down 16% versus S and P 500's 12.5% is, you know, relatively holding its value in this market compared to considering how risky Bitcoin is. I mean, it is digital money, right? It's actually doing a pretty good job. And then, Next would be the Nasdaq, which is where a lot of the tech stocks are. Um, Typically, these stocks are seen to have high growth potential. Down 20%, so doing worse than both Bitcoin and the S&P 500, and that's expected. If you're a riskier stock, um, it will typically go down further than the S&P in a downturn, and it will go up higher than the S&P in good times and then last but not least ethereum is down 22 percent year to date so i just wanted to give you all a greater picture of all these assets like in general markets are doing terribly this year that being said we have had a 10 11 year bull run so we all knew this was going to happen at some point but it's happening right now So I want to share how I personally manage a recession. So some of you have been following me since I was a personal finance YouTuber and TV show host. So I do have a background in personal finance. I went through, I did the Dave Ramsey. I paid off all my student loans in about 18 months, making 50 to $55,000 a year at the time. Um, I learned a lot about personal finance and how to set myself up for success and i've been debt free since 2018 so this is how i manage a recession no debt so interest rates are going up that does not affect my life um i don't i'm living within my need m- within my means i'm not borrowing money i don't have credit card balances i don't have a car note i don't have a mortgage i don't have student loans so automatically i'm just able to ride out a recession better than someone who is in debt and if you are in debt that's okay but i'm just saying if you don't have debt yet and you're thinking about getting into debt don't do it right now because as you can see this is a terrible time okay um low fixed costs so rule of thumb and i did get this from dave ramsey and i know dave Ramsey is controversial I do think he gives solid financial advice for people just starting out. So he says keep your rent less than 25% of your take-home pay. So after you pay taxes and Social Security and Medicaid and um, your 401k contribution, all of that, your rent should be 25% or less of that amount. And some people may think that's difficult. even if you're making a tech salary to live where you want to live in the location you want to be in, um, that is challenging. The way I was able to do that is that my mom has access to the MLS. So she was able to find condos that were being listed on the MLS for rent. And I was able to snag a condo for rent as opposed to renting at one of those corporate apartment complexes. Frankly, I've never rented at a corporate, apartment complex, I don't recommend that because they are definitely going to raise the rent significantly. I have not heard word that my rent's going up, which is crazy. I'm in Atlanta. Everyone's hearing about rents going up and being priced out. I do live in the city. I live in uh, West Midtown, South Buckhead. So um, yeah, I was able to get a rental condo and yeah, no, is it perfect? No, it's a one bedroom. My, my office is in my dining room, but it's getting the job done, right? Um, I also don't have a vehicle. So in June of last year, my car died and my original car, the car that I had before, I bought it from, for a thousand dollars from a friend, Subaru Forrester 2005. It definitely, it, it lasted five years and that's amazing so i was able to keep low fixed costs even when i had a car but when my car died last june i have been working from home that this whole time it did not make sense for me to get a car especially because the only time i would drive would be to uber or to um, go out with my friends which i would typically uber anyway because that's the responsible thing to do i switched to getting all my groceries delivered and i now have pivoted to Freshly where I just get all my meals delivered once a week. Amazon I use for everything else. Is it a slight convenience sometimes like when I need to return a package? Yes, but I can walk to the UPS store anyway. So low fixed costs, try to keep your housing and your transportation costs as low as possible, because those are things that we're always going to have to spend on. Okay. I also max out my 401k and IRA. No questions, non-negotiable. Um, I haven't always been able to max it out because I didn't make enough to be able to, but um, as soon as I was able to max out my 401k, I did. And regardless of how much I was making, I maxed out my Roth IRA. Um, you may make too much to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. You can still contribute to a regular IRA. Um, I also automate my savings. So every paycheck, like I, I think about, so after already my 401k is taken out, my HSA, I max out my HSA too. Um, I also think about, like, how much can I actually set aside? And in addition to all of that, just in cash in my savings account, and I automate that for my paycheck. And I also am, I'm always, staying networking like i'm always making sure i'm interacting with other professionals because you never know no matter how stable the company um, you never know when you may need to look so you want to keep your network up and active okay so hopefully that helped somebody um now let's move to the hot topics in tech and i'll be honest there aren't that many the most interesting ones for me are the airbnb comeback story so airbnb and i quote from the CNBC, Airbnb is expecting a strong summer as travel continues to rebound from the coronavirus pandemic. The company beat Wall Street estimates and gave strong guidance for the second quarter. Airbnb reported 102.1 million nights and experiences booked in the first quarter in one quarter, surpassing pre-pandemic levels and beating expectations. Epic. So, Let's rewind to two years ago. Airbnb was actually prepping to IPO right when COVID happened and they um, had to delay their IPO. Airbnb, people were, they had to do layoffs. People were super bearish on Airbnb. They're like, no one's going to travel anymore. It's a pandemic. Two years later, they are killing it, they are crushing it. Um, excellent earnings report. I have the link in the show notes so and they just i talked in the previous episode about the um the new work from home policy air i have i'm so bullish on airbnb right now the stock is only up 3.85 percent um i'm gonna take a look i don't pick stocks i really don't um unfortunately because a company can be doing incredibly well but the market um isn't buying but Because I'm in the S&P 500 and the total stock market index, I own Airbnb. But I am going to think about purchasing some Airbnb because I believe in them, I use them for sure. Similarly, Uber earnings. So similarly, I believe in Uber and I use Uber. I'm all Uber. I'm team Uber. Uber is my life. I pay for um, Uber Premium, which saves me money on rides as well as free delivery. When I do Uber Eats, I watched, um, what's that show? Uh, super pumped, loved it. I, I, I'm, I know Uber is very controversial, but what they did for my quality of life has gone up so much because of Uber. I can't say my quality of life has gone up a ton because of Airbnb, because I do prefer hotels, but I can, at least I can rent a home. I just, I'm not there yet where I'm trying to rent large homes on Airbnbs. So um, so I quote from the CNBC, Uber on Wednesday reported surging revenue during the first quarter as the rideshare company recovers from its coronavirus lows. Mobility revenues have finally surpassed delivery revenues. The company reported a net loss of $5.9 billion for the first quarter, which is said was primarily due to its equity investments in Grab, Aurora, and Didi. And these are um, other either competitive delivery companies or transportation companies. Uber stock is down 11.57% on these earnings. Um, I will, I'm going to look at Uber's stock price. I think it's very low right now, um, and I would absolutely consider buying Uber stock. Um, I These websites are so hard to navigate. I'm looking to look at the price of Uber right now. $26 is the price of Uber right now. Um, and this is year to date, it's down 37.59%, and yeah i feel like it's out like people are out of touch right now uber is killing it like uber in terms of like drivers and passengers we are happy so i don't know why the market is being so hard on uber right now again not investment advice but if i was gonna if there are two pandemic stocks that i would buy it would be airbnb and uber Okay, so career, um, and I know I'm getting close to 15 minutes, apologies. So I want to share how to assess your job security. So there are three things, and I'm just going to go through this quickly. One, are you on a flagship product at your company? And a flagship means, like, it's making the most money. So for Amazon, it would be Amazon Web Services. Um, For And that's, that's for Microsoft, it would be, what's our like Azure, right? The company that's, you know, growing the most, or the product at the company that's growing, that's, you know, that that's talked about the most in the news or the one that just rakes in money year over year. Are you on one of those products or are you mission critical? Like, is it your job to manage the way a company gets paid? um is it your job to manage the company's website or support its app like if you're doing something that is critical to the company like the company cannot function that's also a way to have job security also if you're doing anything related to financing and accounting cuz whether the company's doing well or the company's doing poorly they need people in finance accounting and you don't have to be an accountant you could be someone who supports finance and accounting or builds the software for finance and accounting so let's say you work at adp but you're not necessarily on a flagship product for adp but because your software is used by companies that manage their finance and accounting you may be more secure than someone at that same company who, you know, is working on a different product. Okay, and what am I geeked out about this week? Really quickly, I'm gonna link my Ledger video in the show notes. Ever since I moved my crypto to Ledger and I don't check my Coinbase and my Gemini account anymore, I'm so much more chill and happy. So I'm so glad that I got off the exchanges and moved my crypto to a cold wallet because I can just hodl which is hold on for dear life, um, which means basically just sit and chill on your crypto and not even have to worry about it. Okay, well, I hope you have a fabulous Wednesday and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.